Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And on this rainy, stormy evening... I mean, we're fine. We're okay, but it looks like Phoenix is getting ripped up um, and they delayed the ASU game, so we're all happy. Um, we're going to do a little game preview. But you know what these ASU fans should do? What should they do, Jason? And Arizona fans that are watching should do? What during should this they delay? do? And as you're listening to this, maybe. In go your- to Homefield. Homefieldapparel.com. Homefield. Wildcat Scoop 23, all caps, one word, 15% off your initial order. It is college football season. You have no excuse. They're comfortable. There's a bunch of schools. If you don't just root for Arizona, I guess I'll forgive you. But uh, there's something for everyone, Shelby. Something for everyone. Todos los días. And while we're at it, WildcatAuthority.com is also having a 50% off sale. What? What's cool about this one, and I always stress this, is if you are a current monthly member of Wildcat Authority, you can also upgrade um, for 50% off the annual which is a great deal. So you're saving like 50 bucks, basically. So after you buy your home field apparel shirt, Wildcat Scoop 23, go to Wildcat Authority, buy yourself a subscription, and tell your wife she can't get that birthday present because there's bigger and better priorities for you. Perfect. That is something that you do, is you just buy things that you want so when it's actually your birthday or Hanukkah or Christmas, you literally want nothing. And also, before we get started, I want to reach out to the people that are listening to this. Because I have something that has bothered me for a couple weeks now. Okay. Shelby knows what it is. I do. I have, and this is non-football related, I realize that, but I'm very upset about this. I have never been allergic to anything. In his whole life. In my whole life. The last, I would say, month or so, I've become allergic to all nuts. Yeah, he just ate three cashews and he's regretting it right now. And uh, multiple different kinds of fruits To be and fair, vegetables. no, 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 rewind. You've always had a little bit of a reaction to fresh tomatoes. Yeah, but this is like, and it's not the kind of allergy where like it affects my breathing. It's not anaphylaxis. Basically, like I just had cashews because they were right in front of me. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat five cashews. And my mouth completely just breaks out into sores. And it hurts. So is this like an over so, 40 thing? Yeah, if you or? have experienced this, let me know so I feel that I'm not a complete alone loser that can no longer eat some of the stuff that he likes to eat. Also, it's called adult onset allergies, and I love you. It's called adult onset shittiness. <laughs> so. Well, let's talk about something that'll make you happy. Nuts in my mouth usually make me happy, Shelby. Um, no, I can't put that in. I wow. Can't have that. This is just took a turn. That's not what I meant. You're he, an you know, cashews and yeah, almonds. almonds. I am allergic to almonds. We have pistachios. Oh, pistachios is a bad I one. I haven't tried peanuts, cause I, but, you know, why not? Why not so try Take peanuts? the joy out of life. Um, yeah, let's go for the old Grand Slam. Anyway, Jason's a little bitter. Hopefully, it doesn't tinge this game preview. Arizona versus NAU. Uh, the depth chart was released today. In the uh, gamesmanship between NAU and Arizona, um, we're here to talk about it. So we did finally get a look at that depth chart, and were there any surprises? Well, let me tell you how good this thing was, first of all. Okay. We Is it like dueling banjos? We weren't allowed. So I got to the presser 20 minutes early because I was like, I'm going to get this depth chart. I'm going to tweet it out. And I walk in, we are told that we cannot tweet it out until the press conference starts. So I tweeted it out right when Jed put one step into 
right? Into the room. I had the NAU game notes up, and the game notes with the depth chart went up the second the Arizona press conference started. I don't know why we're doing these games for NAU versus Arizona. I can't recall an FCS school doing these games. It just seems like this... It's not even like little brother complex. It's like your little cousin's but best Arizona's friend doing, complex. Arizona's doing it. It's. I mean, why is Arizona doing it? I like, don't know. It's weird. Is it's, this an NFL thing that Judd learned from NFL? NFL doesn't release that. I don't think so. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but anyway, yes, there are multiple surprises. But in order, one of these surprises comes with a story that is rather Is it funny. about you? Yes. Yes. So the biggest surprise of the depth chart was by far... Tia Savea starting on the defensive line. Tia Savea did not start on the defensive line almost any practice that I could recall seeing. It was always Tyler Manoa. Now, Savea missed about seven practices. Once practices were closed, basically Jed Fish said that Savea got healthy and recalled last season when Savea had a couple of really, really blocked a field goal numerous tackles for loss and was fantastic basically saying when when we get a healthy Tia Savea we believe he is our best option and I was the one that asked Jed why Savea was starting and I said by the way my guy my guy Jed uh Tia suspended for the first half and Jed basically said no he's not what he we were not informed of this and I said I'm, I'm pretty sure he was he's ejected so he the is, last game that you played right, last season against ASU it was Savea uh, Christian Roland Wallace. Christian Roland Wallace and Josh Donovan. So Donovan didn't matter. So then, um, basically, it is brought to my attention by someone high up after the presser that texts me and says, uh, Christian Roland Wallace played in the first quarter. When like, USC played. When USC played in week zero. And I was like, well, I don't know what you want. You know, I don't know what to say. ASU is suspending two players for the first half that were ejected. Uh, I reached out to Chris Cartman, and he double-checked, and he said, yeah, not only that, but Dillingham asked again, the Pac-12, before, like, three hours before the game, and they said, these guys can't play. So it's like, okay, what's going on? Uh, I believe it was Spears that had the foresight to actually reach out to the Pac-12. I reached out to Arizona for clarification, still haven't heard back. So Spears Good job, <laughs> asked, Justin. asked the Pac-12, and they said, yes, Tia Suvea is suspended, and Christian Roland Wallace is suspended for the first half of the game in week one. Now, from what I understand by some good sources at USC, USC was never notified that Christian Roland Wallace should be suspended for the first half of the game against San Jose. No one from the Pac-12 reached out and said... And are we shocked by this? Right. And now keep in mind, the Pac-12 right now is a skeleton office. Yeah. They're not, right? And so the way the Pac-12 got out of it is in the statement, it said, per NCAA rules, they are suspended for the first half of week one. Meaning the implication was that because USC played a week zero game, it didn't count for the suspension. It was basically a glorified exhibition game, right. guys. That is not true. What nope. happened was the Pac-12 screwed up. They're take, quietly taking the blame for it. Now Christian Roland Wallace won't play, but um, like, there's a very good chance that the Pac-12 being so stupid would have let Savea play, and then he would have been suspended for the first half against Mississippi State. That would have been terrible. 
Right, which you don't want that at all. So basically, <laughs> let me just wrap this up. You basically just saved Jeff uh, Fish's bacon. I believe that after today, you can make an argument that I am the new commissioner of college football. I do believe. At least you pay attention. I have, to this point, in the last 24 hours, I'm confident in saying that I have been better than George Klukov in the entire tenure. I agree with that. So, so, but yes, that was the biggest surprise was Savea. Now it doesn't really matter because Tyler Manoa is God, you're such a snitch, Jason. There were USC fans that were calling me a snitch on Twitter. I was like, what are you? I'm not. First of all, isn't that so like USC to just like, what rules? Uh, <laughs> but now Tyler Manoa is starting. So there's no drama there. Um, the offensive side of the ball, there was nothing. If you want to say you were surprised a little bit, I guess Speedy Luke being ahead of DJ Williams on the depth chart. But to me, that's all. It's Michael Wiley as the starter and then three running backs. That's how I look at it. Um, no surprises on offense. Defense, Savea was the big one. Uh, the other big one to me was that Genesis Smith did not make the two deep. Uh, I had posted a couple days ago that I had basically heard or I strongly in insinuated that Dalton Johnson and Gunnar Maldonado would be the starters going with experience. Um, and look, it's a different situation now. Dwayne Aquina is making those choices. If you trust Dwayne Aquina, it's going to look a little weird. But, you know, there's also like, it's not even that Genesis Smith isn't starting because I actually, I had told a couple of media guys we were talking about last week and I said, I bet you they treat, and I still think this is going to happen, they treat Genesis Smith like a Jacob Manu situation where he's not playing early in the season and all of a sudden he's starting like game four. Mm -hmm. I could absolutely see that happen. But the one surprise at safety was, um, was uh, DJ Warnell as the second guy. That, that was... Warnell, unless he played crazy last week, that, that didn't make any sense either. Um, Isaiah Taylor not starting isn't a big surprise. He didn't have that good of a camp. I get Gunner and Dalton Johnson. I'm not super confident. I'm not super confident. I would start Genesis. But again, it's like a let's see situation. If Genesis, you know, if Gunner and Dalton don't play all that great against NAU and Genesis somehow comes in and plays great. Jen, and even Jed said this is a one-game deal. Like, if a guy plays great and practices great, we're, we don't care. We'll switch it up. So um, I think there may be a little playing around here for Mississippi State. I think we'll find out on Saturday. But there wasn't anything out there that was like, oh, crap, except for Savea. Um, there's some guys that, you know, it's a little disappointing. Uh, Sterling Lane is super low on the depth chart. Uh, he was, like, fourth. Um, but that's also partly a credit to Dominic Lalesio, the true freshman. I've heard very good things about him and how he practiced. The coaching staff believes they have a hit with him. Sterling Lane is kind of a tweener, like an in-between guy, having trouble gaining that weight necessary to be an end. Um, and, you know, he wasn't very good. He was kind of more of a scout guy last year, and I'm not sure that he'll play very much this season. But, you know, I, I expect to see a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball this weekend. But... Savea was really the only one we were like, oh, crap. Look at you. Paying attention. It's almost like you're a real journalist. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Um, NAU is completely different than the last time Arizona played them. Uh, what are the biggest differences? Yeah, and yes, I, mean, I did switch your question up. Yeah, I don't know why. That's what um, I in my head. Thank you. It was actually, they're a significantly different team than just last season. Shelby. Yeah. Uh, yeah I so they brought in 36 transfers in the fall. And not only do they bring in 36 transfers, they have a new O-line coach, 
a new wide receivers coach, a new tight end coach, a new running back coach, a new defensive coordinator, a new linebacker coach, a new cornerback coach, and a new nickelback coach. Holy cow. So there's a lot of new. <laughs> a lot of new. They have new players. Now they do bring back six offensive starters and seven defensive starters and all three specialists from last season. So there are returning players, but um, there are a lot of new faces. The The defensive coordinator job is pretty kind of, they. it's kind of wild. They hired their defensive coordinator because the guy that they had left, I'm trying to remember where, um, but he left, it's still another small school, but uh, they hired him in like July 28th is when they announced it. So they've only had a month of practice with their new defensive coordinator and linebacker coach. Now he's been everywhere. Uh, his name is, uh, sorry, I just probably should tell you his name is Kevin Kloon, right? He was a linebacker coach at BYU. He was a defensive analyst. He's been at DC at Oregon State, Utah State, Hawaii, Weber State, Southern Utah, um, Big Sky mainstay, basically. It's, it's a good hire. Uh, you know, he, he coached linebackers uh, with Mike Norvell at Memphis. Uh, 2016 and 17 is when he was the D.C. at Oregon State. Most of his career is Utah State. He was actually there twice. But um, he's he's a legit, good, you know, solid defense coordinator. He's had success in his career. But it's – I don't know – I'm not familiar enough with NIU, and I'm not going to pretend that – like, I don't know if he came in and changed the whole defense. I have absolutely no idea if, if that's what he decided to do. Um, but you know, it's a situation where, look, you're, uh, you're coming in as a DC with a month to basically analyze your team and your defensive side of the ball. And your first game is against a very good, uh, offense. So, um, there are a, a, a lot of changes, you know, the coaching staff, Joel Falani is a good coach. I, you know, he's at Washington state, I believe. Um, but it's, it's an interesting situation to have that many new coaches without a head coaching change. Seems like a... Pretty steep hill. One month. That's crazy. Um, well, it, it appears that NAU has a quarterback controversy. What can you tell us about both options? Well, they went with the old or, Shelby. Oh, no. They went with the old or at quarterback. It doesn't work. Uh, I mean, it might work. No, it wow. never works. Shelby, very angry right now. Back to you in the studio. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to work. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they have Angel Flores, who was actually, he, he made a start uh, last year, uh, I believe. Um, was, uh, he's a Casa Grande kid. Um, you know, I don't want to say he sucks, that's mean. He's, he's small, he's six foot, 210, and he didn't do a ton last year. He played in two games. Uh, he can run a little bit. He had three carries for 17 yards. Um, didn't throw a pass, though. So it's, you know, so he played a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't throw any passes. Uh, the other guy, the guy that I'm guessing uh, gets the start is, is Kai Milner. Uh, you know, he's a guy where he came from, from Cal. So basically what NAU did is RJ Martinez, I guess I should start there. RJ Martinez transferred out of the program. He passed for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns in two seasons and went to Baylor. They have six guys uh, listed on their roster. Only one of them took a snap with NIU. With NIU. So they have Kai Milner from Cal. He hits him and Angel Flores. They brought in Daniel Britt from Montana and another true uh, freshman as well. Um, you know, I actually thought that Britt would give it a bigger run, but 
I, I think Milner's going to get a good amount of carries at Cal. He played in three games uh, the past fall. It was 9 of 15 for 120 yards and two touchdowns. He went to Gilbert Higley. Um, what's crazy is, like, so they had two guys that took snaps at quarterback last year, Jeff Widener and Xander Werner. And what's great is Jeff Widener's starting outside linebacker. Wow. And Xander Werner is a, a tight end. So <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's an interesting situation. Now, to NAU's credit, uh, they returned their top six receivers from last year. Coleman Owen had 690 yards on 62 catches. Hendrick Johnson, who in my opinion is is underrated, he's only 33 receptions away from becoming NAU. So after the season, he's going to be NAU's all-time leader in career catchers. Um, and then he'll be top 10 in touchdowns as well. So, you know, Milner to me isn't great. Like, I'm not going to pretend like these guys are awesome. Um, but it, it's kind of a, a situation where, you know, at least there's potential with with Milner and, and um, his name escapes me, Wilner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Wilner and Angel Flores. And, you know, some of you might be familiar with Flores because he put up crazy numbers in Casa Grande. Uh, he completed 77% of his passes, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions, and ran for 1,300 more yards in his career. Um, for, so he, he can run. Uh, one, you know, led Casa Grande to a state championship in 4A, which is easily the first time he did it. He had crazy numbers. Um, so he's a guy where, you know, he's it, it wouldn't shock me if they went with him because, if you know, it, watching Milner at Cal – I didn't really think anything of him. And and you want to say that he's more experienced because he's a redshirt sophomore, but he's really not. I mean, he's only thrown 15 passes in his entire career. He ran once for 13 yards, another Gilbert Higley kid. Um, or sorry, actually, another Gilbert kid. But it, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be interesting. I can see both guys getting snaps, um, but that's kind of where it's at now. And, and there's some intrigue there, which is why they didn't release other depth at heart. Ooh, well, intrigue's fun. Uh, defensively, what should we watch with the Lumberjacks? So defensively, they actually have, and again, like when I say they have good players, this is going to sound mean. Um, it's more of they have good players by NAU standards, right? Like there's a difference between a really good, and, and I for the most part, not all the time, but there's a difference when I say, oh, you know, Georgia has a really good defensive lineman and NAU has a good defensive lineman also. Like, you know what I'm I'm saying. Like, a good defensive lineman for NAU. Does that make sense, Shelby? Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. So, NAU actually has some good individual defenders. Like, there's guys that I, you know, Mark Coaching yeah. is, is a <laughs> Sorry. I was with Mark <laughs> Uh, Marco Ching is a fourth team all big sky on Phil Steele. He's not bad, but the guy that's really is is the man on that team is Eloy Coete. And uh, are, you, are you impressed by me? I'm. You're reading these names like a champ. Yeah. Do you think anyone cares about any of you right now? No. Like the people are like, why is she giving us such an in depth? But I'm for the people. Eloy uh, Coete is only 250 pounds. He's a DN. He's 250. Um, and he's actually, he's pretty good. Like he had, um, he started all 11 games last season, ranked sixth on the team with 50 tackles, ranked fourth in the entire conference, the big sky with 11 tackles for loss, uh, second in the conference with seven sacks. He could play. 
Um, you know, and, and you go back and it, he's put up numbers every year of his career. He actually had one and a half tackles. Um, I think he played against Arizona. I'm trying to remember. But uh, so, you know, that's a guy on the defensive side that you got to keep in mind. Uh, Heston Lameda is another guy. There's a guy that I like quite a bit on uh, – I'm trying to remember his name now. I'm having, I mean, I'm on fire right now, Shelby. I'm, I'm slightly concerned. You, you did eat those cashews. Like, are you okay? No, I could be dying. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but they have they have other guys on the defensive line. I always laugh if you're a wrestling fan. They have a guy named George Steele. And I don't know if you remember George the Animal Steele. Nope. No. But he played in eight games during his first season with NEU. Uh, 39 tackles. Uh, had an interception last season quarterback hurry he actually transferred he left my guy rich rod at How jacksonville state um there's another guy i like that i would keep and, and these are guys look again i'm not saying these guys are all superstars but you're going to hear their names camden hightower uh really good freshman season very good freshman season phil Steele, third team freshman all-american started eight game eight games last year was third on nau and 18th in the conference with 63 tackles uh six pass breakups he had a sack. He is legit. So, you know, when you look at NEU, they have some size on the defensive side. But, again, like, their best defensive player is only 250 pounds. So that's something that kind of uh, is intriguing. Um, Is there any reason why NEU should be in this matchup at no. all? However, weren't we having the same conversation two years ago when we lost Yes NAU? and no, because I get where you're going with this. I'm trying to say this nicely. The 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 upgrade in talent is so different and dynamic that, like, one look at Jaden Delord and you realize the quarterback situation isn't what it was back then. There is no way, shape, or form in which Arizona is going to be held to 19 points in this matchup. And, and they lost 21 to 19 because the quarterbacks couldn't throw whatsoever. Right. That's not going to happen. The offensive line, I mean, I think Arizona could win this game by running the ball 90% of the time. Uh, there is, and I'm just going to say it, there is no reason why NAU should be in this matchup. There is some talent there. Like I said, Hendricks is good. The quarterback situation has some upside. Drayson Hall's a very solid running back, but their O line's not very big. You know, the, the whole new coaching staff, their defense isn't very big. It, it just feels like there's a game that I, I can't see it. I really can't. It, it would be, I'd almost say it'd be a worse, it, it would be. It would be a worse loss than the last time. <laughs> lost to NAU. <laughs> right. I know it sounds crazy to say, but yeah, I just it would surprise me. There, there shouldn't be, and look, you might get the... The you know the close first quarter where it's like ten nothing and you're like what oh. is Arizona doing? But I just think over a, a four quarters it it would surprise me. It it would be literally. And I and I awful. would tell you to go home because I wouldn't want to sit next to you in the press box. I I cheered in the car so loudly when Minnesota got that. Uh, was it they intercepted at the end of that game with Nebraska? I was rooting for Minnesota because I've never been a Nebraska fan. Sorry, Mike. And it was very loud. I don't even really care that much about Minnesota. So if you can imagine how upset I would be if Arizona lost to any of you again, it would be probably devastating. So good news is, according to you, that's not happening. 
don't know if you just saw me drink water and spill it on myself. My tongue has gone. I numb. think Jason has having an allergic reaction <laughs> to the cashews. My tongue has gone completely numb. This could be my last. You podcast. did take an allergy pill, so. Oh God. Hmm. Okay. okay. Anyway. No pressure. <laughs> okay. Get these, get these cashews away from me. Ideally, uh, what do you want to see on Saturday? We're gonna find out Shelby poisoned me with like almond oil extract or something. Nope, because I am also allergic to almonds, so. Answer the question. All right. So what do I want to see on Saturday? Blood and guts, Shelby. Blood and treasure. Blood and treasure. By the way, I know there's a long TV thread on Wildcat Authority. If you like really bad TV shows that are so bad, they're good. We loved Blood and Treasure. Blood and treasure. Also, before we get started, uh, I think we forced our buddy Randy to get engaged. Oh, I was going to. No, I was going (laughs) to. Well, okay, no, no. Here's how I was going to approach this. I was going to say... You want to wait till the I end know of the what podcast? I saying formally in a, a statement from wildcatauthority.com. We regret our we error. regret that we had an error in our podcast, uh, previous podcast that um, stated that Randy's fiance, Jackie, it was, was upset. Surpri- it was a surprise to both of them when we said that they were engaged. We found out that the, her correct title is girlfriend. <laughs> So we apologize <laughs> for any confusion. Now back to our regular program. All right. Thank you, Shelby. Uh, I want to see them together on Saturday. That's my number. No. <laughs> They're going to be at the game. Awesome. Uh, you know, number one is always you want to stay healthy. Number two is I, I want to see Arizona kick their butts. Like, that's it. Like, I don't want there to be any question. I don't want it to be sloppy. I want Arizona to line up, say, we are better than you. and, and Dominate. Yeah, and get the starters out earlier. You know, and, and play some of these young guys. Because, like, even on the depth chart, like, Tay Brown is listed as a backup linebacker. Good. Let's get him some time. Genesis Smith, let's get him some time. Um, you know, Dylan Wyatt is a starter at corner, as well he should be. He had a great camp. But let's get Takario Davis in the game a little bit. I love that name. The the offensive lineman, let's get Rhino. In the, you know, I, I want to see the younger guys play. Because, you know, like, one of the things that was actually beneficial – in Arizona season last season was they played the younger guys and now they're more ready guys like Jacob Manu, they played him early and now they're, he's a starter and he's a guy they love. And there's other players on the roster like that. So I want to see Arizona and, and I don't know if I want to see Arizona go vanilla. I haven't, I'm kind of back and forth on that. Like in an ideal world, you go vanilla, you don't show much and you whoop their butts and then Mississippi state's whatever, but the, the maybe on defense you do that, but on offense, Mississippi State played Arizona. The offense isn't going to be that much different than it was. Uh, yeah, I, you just you want teams to assert their will when they're able to do it, and, and that's what I want to see from Arizona. I like it. Vicious. <laughs> Vicious victory. How much does NAU get paid to come down here? I don't know how that works because it's a deal where they play. Like, they'll always play ASU in Arizona. They have to be getting something. Yeah, but I don't know how much. It's not like, I don't think it's a normal, I'll find out. But what I'm saying is it's not a normal buy game, I don't think. Because my sister went to NAU. She was being notified. Little sister went to NAU. And uh, I always feel a little bad when Arizona plays NAU. I mean, two years ago, that sucks, but, you know. I feel bad for no man. That's right. This is football. Okay. Well, uh, final question. What's your prediction? I've gone back and forth on this for the last 14 minutes. Okay. Uh, Agonizing. I think Arizona is going to break 50 points. I do too. I think it's, I'm going 52 to 17 Arizona. I just think that 
I, you know, I think NAU has some talent on offense, but what happens is you get up and all of a sudden you're one dimensional. And I actually have faith in Arizona's corners and pass rush this year. Could be wrong. We're going to find out Saturday. Um, but I just think that offense is, they're going to put a hurting on them. They know. I, I Look, and that's something I, we didn't talk about this, but I was actually really impressed by something that Jaden Delora and Bill Norton said. And like we were talking, and like Lev said, he was impressed too. Basically, they said, look, we know what happened two years ago. We were nowhere near this program, but we don't want that dark cloud over Arizona, and we have to get rid of it, basically. And we feel like we are part of the process to getting rid of that. And so the fact that they acknowledge it and want to get rid of it, I I don't think it's lost on them. Even though it's a completely new team, I think it's something that they very much know it cannot happen again. Nice. What's your my, prediction? My prediction was uh, like 55 to 21. Oh, my God. Come here right now. Good old-fashioned little brother ass whooping. Whoa. Okay. I don't have a little brother. I have a little sister. Whoop her ass. To be fair, she kind of whooped my ass a lot more than I whooped hers. Yeah. But Shelby's family, very vicious. You know, you know. My family, very loving. Shelby's uh, family, very cutthroat. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've seen your parents fight, so... Well, they're from New York. <laughs> they're funny. from New That's York. That's how they love. It's Knives Out, Jason. That's how they love. It's not a big deal. When you grew up in Southside Jamaica, Queens, like David, that's how you love. That's right. Bayside High School. What? That's in California. No. he want my dad. I always make fun of my dad because his name of the high school was the same as Saved by the Bell. I know. I was just going to say that's yeah. Saved by the Bell. He went to Bayside. Okay. Well, that's it's why your dad throws down then. all right because you say by the Bell. Now we're singing again. I went to school with one of those. Not the original, the new, the new class, that girl, one of the, the pretty girls, I went to middle school with her. Nice. I also went to middle school with one of the brothers in Malcolm in the Middle. I also went to middle school with Topanga, who I kissed in a drama class. What? Oh my gosh. I remember I said this on radio and Michael Luke didn't believe me, so we literally called my mom, I think, on radio. And she confirmed that you kissed Topanga. It was a drama kiss. You kissed Topanga in a drama kiss. By the way, drama kisses and... When you're in theater, are awesome. I so crazy. Look Tom. at you. I'll tell you I that mean, right now. Topanga. She's probably, you know. Was that the which one was that? A.E. Wright Middle School. Shout out A.E. Wright. What's Boy she, Meets World. Boy Meets World. A.E. Wright Middle School. Shout out. Agora. Agora High School. There, Shout out. There you go. Um, all right. Well, we have given you the, the game preview. Arizona first NAU on Saturday, September second. Is that? Yeah, it is September 2nd. Yeah. I think there might be some rain. I'm, we're kind of waiting for the ASU game. It's in a delay, and it looks like a World War Five going on in Phoenix right now. I don't even know if this game's going like to happen. Like skipped World War Three and Four. It's right so bad. you got to go all the way to 5. Um, and hopefully we don't have that for Arizona on Saturday. Also, shout out to our buddy Justin Spears. Congratulations. A Congratulations. beat writer, Arizona Daily Star football beat writer. Yes, realizing his dream. It's not easy to be a journalist, especially a sports journalist. So, also great job. Also, shout out to the EpiPen I'm about to borrow from someone in the neighborhood. <laughs> so, <laughs> Clearly, we're not that concerned, guys. Don't be that uh, upset. Oh. He's fine. He's not going to eat any more cashews. And uh, we hope you bear down, yeah. and we will see you on Saturday. I'm going to go eat some butter pecan ice cream now. No, you're not. Okay, goodbye. Are there such things as lumberjacks anymore? Like, is this a major... Oh, no, it's real. Like, there's, like, lumberjack competitions. Do they wear, like, flannel and stuff? Yes, in Canada, in places that actually have cold weather. They're kind of hot, too. Could they beat a wildcat one-on-one? 
Pack now.